0: Welcome as we continue our daily Bible reading today in Romans chapter 1. Welcome back to the New Testament after having taken some time in the Old Testament and, and kind of seen why Christ needed to come, why we needed a substitute, why God was going to allow someone to be a substitute, why sacrifice for sin, why the price for sin being a life. Um, And we learn more and more about that as as we read in the Old Testament, especially in the book of Numbers. Uh, The requirements that were listed right there were so great that there was no way they could do that by themselves. God was trying to show them a reality that there is no way we can save ourselves. Uh, It only could come through God. And God did it by sending his only son into the world, John 3.16. Now we're going to go to Romans. And and we hit the first of the epistles, which is the Latin word for letters, that make up the New Testament. Now, the majority of the New Testament after the Gospels and then after Acts are these letters, these sermons, if you will, uh, by Paul and others written to groups of Christians after the time of Jesus on, on uh, what we believe, uh, the doctrine of our church, the teachings of our church, and then how we put that faith into practice. And Romans is one of the longest ones, so it comes up front. Uh, it's like I said, it's a good portion of the New Testament, so you need to know that as you read them. Uh, remember a communication at the time of Paul and Peter and uh, John when they wrote, uh, no email, no regular mail, no telephone, no texting, no Morse code. Uh, the only way was to write things down in letters. But thanks be to God we have that because that's how we get these letters to us today is multiple copies were made of these letters passed around more and more people got it just as you and i have multiple copies of the bibles and there are copies of the bibles all over the world um, we are able to read that again we believe that's all by the hand of god it's all inspired by god the holy spirit caused the writers to write what we needed to know and put it down for them so as you read romans kind of pretend that you're in maybe you're in a catechism class and you're learning the doctrine or the teachings of the church or you're in a bible study uh, together paul is teaching them here in Romans, the basics of our faith in in God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, and the truth of those teachings. Uh, this is a church in Rome that's in the real world. There are many other religions out there, other gods that are worshiped out there, and we need to know the truth. And even even within uh, the, the Christian church, um, there are various interpretations of the Bible. Uh, which one are we talking about? Well, Paul lays it out for them here in uh, in Romans about the teachings. Uh, you and I in our, in our Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, Uh, back in 1530 in Luther's time, um, there was a divergence between what the Roman Catholic Church was teaching, uh, what Luther understood in Scripture, and others who agreed with Luther and said, hey, this, there's there's some divergence here. And so the Augsburg Confession, which was written in 1530, shows how we de- interpret Scripture, how we read that, uh, and other denominations have something uh, very similar. So think about all those things as you're reading through uh, Paul's letter. You can tell it's a letter right off the bat, and, and what we know from letters at that time of Paul's time it's pretty much standard uh, format. Paul starts out in verse 1 telling us who he is. He's Paul. He's a servant of Christ Jesus. He's called to be an apostle, one set out, set out, set apart for the gospel, the good news of God, which is about Jesus Christ. Uh, which God had already talked about beforehand uh, by the prophets in Holy Scriptures, referring to the Old Testament, and it's concerning Jesus Christ, who was the descendant of David. So it's very Christian. It's very based upon, uh, upon Jesus Christ. And then he tells us who he's sending it to. So to all those, verse 7, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, And then he closes that first part with a little uh, blessing, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, which, by the way, in traditional worship, um, that's how a sermon starts. It starts with those very words, and that's where that comes from, pastor talking to his his flock, his congregation, uh, with their instruction. We know who it's going to. Paul tells us how he longs to go and meet the people in Rome. This isn't a church that Paul planted unlike many of the other letters in the New Testament written to those churches that Paul planted. But this one, Paul wanted to go there. Ironically, Paul does get to go to Rome. It isn't necessarily on his terms. He has to defend his case there. And traditionally, we've, uh, we've read that uh, Paul was probably martyred there in, uh, in Rome. But Paul starts out by telling us, reminding us, and two short verses in 16 and 17, here's the gospel. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The good news about Jesus Christ, the fact that, that uh, Jesus Christ had died on our behalf on the cross, that he rose from the dead, is the power of God, That and by faith in him, that's what makes us right with God. And Paul mentions those two words there in 17. It's the righteousness of God, a righteousness of God that's ours by faith. It's not a righteousness that we work for ourselves. We can work for ourselves make ourselves right with God, we cannot do that. And then Paul goes on in the rest of chapter 1 to explain just why we can't. He says, because the wrath of God is is, uh, out there against those that don't follow God's way, that go against God and instead want to do it their way, to try to get to heaven, try to be right with God in their own way. And what happens then is we start following our own way. In verse 24, he says, God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts. In other words, we did it our way. We, just, uh, we chose to do it our way. And while he talks about a particular sin there of, of taking the sexual relationship that God designed to be a blessing for us within marriage between a man and a woman. But then he goes on to say, but it includes all of us, verse 28, whether that's our sin or whether it's something else, uh, God gave us up to our debased mind. And then he lists all those sins in verse 28. Um, evil, covetousness, envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossips, slanders, haters of God. Uh, he convicts us all right there. He, he puts up that mirror of the law in front of us. And we look at that and we say, I'm a sinner. There is no way that I can make myself right with God. And so he builds his case here, which I'm putting the law in front of us um, to show us our, our, our condition, uh, whether we see that or not, so that we do see it, so that we can see the sickness that we have in our heart called sin, and that we look for a remedy and a solution of that, which Paul is going to explain to them later on uh, in the early part of in the early part of Romans. So, so read this as you're in this uh, Paul's confirmation <clears throat> class or Bible study, if you will, uh, and and read the doctrine there and and see that word applying to you, and stay in this because we've got more to come uh, in chapter two. God bless you as you read.